today. Uh, if you're here for the first time, you've missed uh, the, the past few weeks. We're currently going for a series called We Your People, as you've seen a bumper video a while ago. And this series is basically all about the church, is understanding who we are as a church, who we are as the people of God. Okay, and uh, we will, we've, we've been looking over the past few weeks what it means to be the church. We've talked about the foundation, we talked about the importance of gathering together as well, and we're going to continue that here today. So, uh, kindly read your Bibles to Romans chapter 1, verses 7 to 17. Okay, Romans chapter 1, verses 7 to 17. And if you're there in, in verse 17, uh, verse 7 to 17, can I, I request everyone to please stand in reverence of the word as we read of it all together? It says there in verse 7 To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God for Jesus Christ for all of you because of your faith. Is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you, always in my prayers, asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, my brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith, to, from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteousness shall live by faith. Let us pray. Lord, may you help us to understand your, your word today, Lord God. What it means to be a church once again. May we grow understanding, Lord God, that the importance of, of meeting together. Uh, uh, the, the importance of preaching the gospel. Why we should be unashamed to do so. Lord, help, help us understand these words today. Speak to our hearts and minds today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may take your seats, everyone. So we are in the book of Romans. And a few things about this book. Just a couple of things before we dive into those verses we read a while ago. Interesting, you know, Romans, written by the Apostle Paul. It was written at a time when Paul has not yet been to Rome. I mean, he hasn't been so for his ministry. Meaning the, the church in Rome that he is writing to, Paul did not plant it. He didn't start it. Okay, He wasn't the one who went out there and started preaching the gospel and then like a church later on. It wasn't him who did so. And, and yet, here we have Paul writing okay, to this church. And the reason why he was writing to them was because there was some conflict. Okay, He was trying to address some issues within the church. Tensions between Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians, mga non-Jews na Christians basically. So nagaay mga tension, mga alitan, mga away. And so because of that, he wrote this letter or this book basically to have the people be united in the gospel. Okay, to have them united throughout the gospel or because of the gospel. Which is why this letter is perhaps the fullest expression, okay, or the best letter in all the New Testament that explains the gospel. 
Which is why we've had the, the series before, I think it was last year or two years ago, called The Gospel Explained, wherein we uh, went through okay, the book of Romans and see what it has to say about the gospel, okay, the implications of the gospel for our lives as well. So if you're someone, you want to all the more study about the gospel, the book of Romans is a good place to do so. John Stott, a theologian or, or Bible scholar, says Romans is a kind of Christian manifesto. It is the fullest, plainest, and grandest statement of the gospel in the New Testament. So it's a pretty important book uh, talking about the gospel. Now that being said, okay, in chapter 1, as Paul gives his greetings to this church which he hasn't physically met, which he hasn't physically been to, interestingly, something is striking in his words, or in his language. Something pops out when you read through the first few words of Paul as he's greeting this church. Right? And if you observe carefully, you would see that it is basically his love for the church. Okay, before he starts unloading and, and, and expounding about the gospel, its, its implications and its, and its importance, Paul first starts writing in chapter 1 his compassion, his care, his love for these people, okay, for, for this church or churches which he hasn't been to. Like for example, in his verses, Romans chapter 1, verse 8 and 9 to 10. In verse 8, he says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. He thanks God for them. And in verse 9 to 10, he says, Without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayers. Okay? Ginapray niya ng people. Even if wala niya na meet pa. Okay? Wala nga video call. Wala nga phone call. But yet, he, he, without ceasing, he prays. He consistently prays for these people. I want us to understand, church, that now, as, as a people, as God's people, yes, we're to grow in our theology. We're to grow in our service. Grow uh, in our character and all of these things. But one thing that should grow okay, within us, among us, is our love for each other. Our care and love for each other. Our love for the church, for, the, for God's people. If you remember in, in, in John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, Jesus, he told his disciples, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And as, as, and as we're talking about, as we're having this series about the church, I want us first to get this, okay, before we keep on unlo uh, unpacking those verses, that we are to show love and care and compassion to each other. Grow in our knowledge, in our, in, in, in our readings, but we should grow in our love for each other as well. As you've heard perhaps in, that, in those sayings, nga, you know, nobody will care how much you know until they know how much you care for them. Well, Paul here, before he starts telling the people about the gospel, he first shows to them, this is how much I care for you, church in Romans. I pray for you consistently without ceasing. I thank God for you. And in, 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 in this chapter as well, three times he mentions how he longs to meet them. Three times, okay, he mentions how he wants to go there in the church of Rome. At the verses here, in verses 10, 11, and 13, okay, he says, now, he's asking somehow by God's will that I may now at last succeed in coming to you. In verse 11, he says, for I long to see you. In verse 13, I have often intended or purposed or planned to come to you. Now, whenever you read your Bible and something is repeated several times, it means that Paul is putting emphasis, importance, or weight on this thought. He really, really, really wants to go to Rome. He really wants to meet with his people. In fact, that phrase, I long, in verse 11, 
it comes from the word epipofio, which means to strain after or desire greatly or have affection for something. This is the same word or phrase used when Peter used this illustration in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. When he says, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk. Okay, so ang example ni Peter, he was trying to make a point na ang mga infants, just as they long for milk. Diba? Among your parents, are there parents here today? I see a lot of parents, diba? If you remember your babies, or if baby panganak ninyo, diba? If they crave milk, what do they do? Mayroon na ba sila nga, milk? <laughs> Give me milk, okay? Or then children sila? No, diba? They cry. They, they, this undang until makakuha sa gatas. Diba? It, it's, they, they crave for it. They, they let you know that they, they want to have it. it. It's a great desire. Dila siya something like, pwede na milk, pwede wala, okay ra pa, ma. Okay, no, ang, ang bata ni mo, muhilak siya. He would show it or she would show it. The same thing, Kang Paul, Kang Paul here, he longs. He greatly desires Okay, some wishful thinking lang, maybe one day I, I, I could go to Rome. No, he really wants to go to Rome. And I'm emphasizing this for us to understand that as Christians, okay, for us here today, as believers, not just for Paul, but learning from what Paul is trying to stress here, we should value or we should understand the importance of meeting each other. Okay, meeting with each other is essential. We've learned a lot about this last week as well when Pastor Archie preached about Acts chapter 2. Wherein the, the disciples or the new believers, after they heard the gospel, they were added to the church and they did things together. They gathered around together. Now, all the more here, it is emphasized, uh, we, we see here the importance of meeting each other. As it says in Hebrews 10, verse 24, okay, we are not to give up the habit okay, of meeting together. We're not to neglect, okay, not to neglect meeting each other, meeting together, as some here have the habit of doing. Now, you might say, yes, Tom, I, I come here every Sunday to worship service, and that's good, okay? Keep on doing so. Keep on attending our corporate uh, worship, corporate services. Okay, that's very important, but not just that as well, okay? I'm talking about meeting each other beyond the halls, beyond our worship services. Because the church doesn't just meet on a Sunday. We have our church service, but remember, the church is God's people. It is the gathering, the group of people. Dili siyang building lang, dili siyang church service lang. So I want to remind and encourage everyone here today not to give up okay, uh, the habit or, the, or, or, or not the action of meeting each other. Find ways, find time to meet with one another. I do understand that for the past two or now going three years, we've had a pandemic. And over the past few years, we've had difficulties, limitations in meeting with each other. Okay? Before, in the earliest years of the pandemic, uh, we couldn't meet with each other physically. Then, my limitations, it's just to meet over food. But now at the tail end as well, now that we can meet with each other like this, I want to remind everyone, okay? Don't settle. Okay? Perhaps for some of us here today, okay lang, dita mag meet. Phone call na lang, text na lang, video call na lang, chat na lang. Yes, there's a place for that. Yes, there's a way, there's a Way, uh, there's a reason why those things are important as well. Kung dili physically magkamit jud, walang person dre, long distance. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a blessing for that as well. But we should fight for our, uh, fight for those moments when we get to meet each other. There are things that technology just cannot replace. Right? Technology can't fully replace the connections at physical or face-to-face -face personal gatherings. Like for example, in Second, in Second John chapter one verse twelve. The Apostle John writes, 
though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Okay? The Apostle John says, Dagong ganan isulat sa inyo ha. In this letter, I want to say a lot of things and write a lot of things more for you guys. But I would rather not use paper and ink. And he says, instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face. Pwede naman magsettle si John nga, okay ra, ang set na lang. Baka dito magkita. At least, madungog ninyo, makuha ninyo ang ganahan, makonvey. But John says, no, I hope to come to you and talk to you face to face so that our joy may be complete. Again, yes, there's a place for communication devices, uh, you know, phones, video calls, writings, all, and all of these things. But we should fight, okay, or make every effort to meet with each other. Okay, even if it means waking up early perhaps, for some of you nga, ano mga mag-jogging early in the morning, kasi dahil mahilig mag-jog daw. Makadlawon nga jog or gaplano lang taman magjog. <laughs> okay, ba alat ba ang uban plano plano nga stage lang taman. It, it could be that meeting with with each other early breakfast meetings ba. It could be spending money ba pletika the hassle of traveling perhaps. It could be all these things or it could be as you know as tedious for some of us here today as taking a bath. Ah, di wakan magmeet niya kaya kailangan ko maligo. <laughs> sige, sige, ligo diha. Okay, make every effort to meet with each other. There are things that technology cannot replace. And Paul here, about how he wished he could have been there a long time ago. We, we get here his longing to meet and be with his people. And us here today, here in Dumayate, we are privileged now. We could meet with each other. About yes, night distance. Yes, kailangan schedule siguro. But it's not impossible for us to do so. Did you, know that, did you know that in some places, in some nations, it's not only difficult but dangerous to meet with each other? We can't just meet as a church in public, openly. Ba? Okay, you can't just do so. But here in Dumaguete, we can do so. Church, we have this privilege, this gift, this blessing basically to meet with one another. Let us not waste it. Make every effort to meet with each other. Now, going back to these verses, Paul, okay? So, first part pa lang to. Let us look at why Paul longed to visit them. Ano ba? Ganado na ganado si Paul. Muanto, mu visit aning church sa Rome. Why does he really want to go there? So we'll learn his reasons for going, okay? As we look at these verses. Firstly, in verse 11, he says, For I long to see you, as we discussed a while ago, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, he says, That I may impart. For Paul's first reason to go there is that he, he wishes to impart spiritual gifts, he wishes to impart something. For the purpose of strengthening the church. And when you say impart, it means to give, okay, to share or to bestow. And here's one thing I want us to understand, church. When you meet with people, okay, or when people meet with you, vice versa, whichever, here's the thing. Whenever we meet with people, something is imparted. Okay? impart or share or mahatag or bestow sa And I'm not I'm not talking about physical things, or we give something to people. But, but there is something that we learn or take okay, uh, from each other whenever we meet with other people. That, that, that is why we have sayings like, you know, show me who your fans are. I'll tell you who you are. Have you heard of that? Or you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When you meet, when you spend time with people, something is imparted. Whether you impart something to other people or other people would impart it to you. Kang Paul naman, he, wa he wants to impart something important to them. Now, here's something that's crucial to understand. Since we will receive impartation, okay, whether we like it or not, whenever we meet with people, it stands to reason that we should all the more right, value meeting the right people. 
if we are here today and may unta okay na ako din mag-meet sa church okay okay na ako mag-service lang i don't want to meet the church well guess what you will meet with other people throughout your lives the question is what do you want to be imparted sa imuha because if you meet with people let's say who are not the right kind okay or the wrong kind of people if you meet with people who are bitter of course you'll be bitter if you meet people who are prone to gossip prone to complaints you will likewise end up being the same Perhaps, perhaps you've noticed, no, if you, uh, as you uh, spend time with your friends, there are similarities with friends. The people I keep spending time with. Something is imparted whenever we spend time with people. Come, uh, and, and here, I want to encourage everyone here. One reason why we spend time, why we should meet with each other in the church, is that something is imparted uh, to each of us. To each other, rather. In Paul's case, in his context, he says that he wants to meet with them, that he may give, impart, a spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts here uh, means that Paul wants to use the gifts, the giftings he's received from the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of them. I don't have time to talk each of them. But these are giftings the Holy Spirit gives us to be an effective witness for us to honor God effectively. Okay, for us to be effective in preaching the gospel, making disciples, these are things the Holy Spirit bestows or gives us. And for Paul, it is most likely exercising his gifts of evangelism or teaching. So he wants to use his gifts for what? To strengthen the church. To help the church. The word strengthen there. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I didn't need it. Okay. The word strengthen there means to, to give support to something. To, to make sure something does not fall down. For Paul, he wants to do so. You see, when we gather together, we receive impartation and are strengthened. If you're here today and, you know, not mag meet the church, Kapuyman, Hasselman, novice. One reason why we should gather together, we talked about most of the house, or how-tos, okay, last week. Here, why we should gather, we receive impartation and we are strengthened. We are strengthened in our faith. There are things that's better caught or received or learned outside the walls of a classroom. Yes, we have discipleship classes, we have trainings, and we highly encourage you to join those things as well. But there are also other things that's better caught or that's better learned beyond the walls of a classroom. For Paul, he knew that there were things he needed to, to strengthen them in their faith. And the best way was to go there. Now, dili mabuhat sa letter lang, dili mabuhat sa messages lang, or through people, but he had to physically go there to, to impart something, to strengthen this church. Next, in Romans 1 verse 12, Paul says that he longs to be there, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Okay? If on first one, it was Paul, you know, he, he says, I want to go there because I want to help you. I want to strengthen this church. Okay, I heard about it and I want to help this church. But here, it's interestingly, Paul says that he wants to go there so that him... And the church, or the churches in Rome, can be can mutually be encouraged. Okay, can mutually encourage each other. That that is second reason for going. Paul's longing to visit them was not merely to give or to impart, but to receive as well. And this is interesting because this shows Paul's humility, his humility to receive, to be encouraged, to learn from this church that he did not plant or, or he did not start. Or this, church, or this church that he hasn't even met yet. I mean, remember, this is the Apostle Paul we're talking about church, okay? Romans 1 verse 1, okay? Paul talking about basically his credentials or, you know, uh, his, not, not his biodata, but his titles basically. He says that he's a servant of Christ Jesus. 
okay, or, or in the NLT, a slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. He is someone, uh, you know, the commission to, to, not to basically give his life, to plant churches, preach the gospel, wherever God calls him to go. And we even see in, in, in verses like 2 Corinthians chapter 11, how much this person has, you know, suffered for the sake of the gospel. How, how much he has gone through. In verse 24, it says here, Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Meaning, uskahapak na lang patay na siya. 40 lashes minus one. Three, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Can you imagine that? Not once, not twice. But three times Paul was shipwrecked. A night and day, I was adrift at sea. Can you imagine that? And for what? For the sake of Christ. For the sake of the gospel. We're talking about someone who is tenured, seasoned, was gone through a lot. And yet, we see here Paul's writing saying, you know what? I want to be there because uh, that we, okay, kitang dua, or you guys, the church there, and me, that we would be mutually be encouraged by each other's faith. You know what that's like? That's like, if I were to ask you, that's like Gordon Ramsay asking you how to cook adobo. Uh, Blaze, what's up, pagudug adobo? Uh, sorry, British day, no? Uh, hey, my friend Blaze, how do you cook adobo? Okay, I don't know how to do it. Or just like LeBron James asking Kevin, Kev, okay, teach me how to shoot, or how do you do your three-point shot or something? Okay, or or some music, imagine your favorite singer asking you, kung saan pag-reach 100 sa video ke? It's like all these famous or, or, or seasoned or expert people in their fields asking you, okay, an, or a regular, ordinary person, how, how you do it? Okay, what, what is it? That's like what Paul is doing here. He shows his humility and wanting to meet with his people. And in Romans 1 verse 8, we see exactly why he was so excited to meet with them and also be encouraged by them. Romans 1 verse 8 says, I thank God, uh, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. Meaning to say, this church in Rome exemplified radical or great faith. This church in Rome, okay, lived a lifestyle of faith that it is being talked about, not heard about in other parts uh, of, of, of the world as well. Not just in Rome, but this spread na. Okay, wherever Paul was writing at this time, I believe he was in Corinth at this time, I'm not sure. But he heard about it. And he wants to be there to hear their stories. And guess what? Uh, being a Christian in Rome is not easy. Okay? Being a Christian in, 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 a, in the capital city of the Roman Empire. Remember, Christians uh, at, at, at several uh, moments in their years, ang early church, nagaagiyog persecution, uh, imprisonment, death, okay, exile, all, of, all those things. And imagine being at the heart, at the capital of the Roman Empire. That is not easy. Okay, and here you have a church that exemplified great faith. No wonder, you know, Paul is like, I want to meet you guys. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear how you're able to have great faith despite the difficulty of being a Christian in the capital. And as you read through this, okay, two important things that we can get from this, uh, from this verse, basically. Firstly, it shows, okay, or it reminds us to have the humility to meet and learn from each other. Okay, one reason we should meet with each other is to be encouraged okay, uh, by each other. And we should have the humility to meet with one another. Okay? Whether you're, perhaps you're here, nga bago lang ka, you might think na, ah, sila, mga karami, outdated man yung nakatuna nila. Or you're here for the longest time. Okay? Dugin na Christian, 10 years, 20 years. And you might feel like, 
Dira ko mag-meet ang mga bagong Christians, okay? Uh, mas lang kailangan i-learn. Okay? New pa na sila. Guess what? Have the humility to learn from, from each other. It doesn't matter if you're new, you're a two-week-old Christian, or, you're, or, or you've been a Christian for 20-plus years, there is something that we can learn, that we can be encouraged from each other's faith. No matter our backgrounds, no matter our status, to have the humility to learn. If the Apostle Paul nga, okay? If the Apostle Paul pa nga, willing to learn aning, you know, people at uh, this church, how much more us can we not show the humility to learn from each other, to encourage one another? Secondly is, this is why we keep talking about victory groups, one-to-ones, and inviting you guys over fellowships. If you notice, every time you, you, know, you attend a service, pabalik-balik ng announcement. <laughs> ano, nakabantay mo, di ba? Join a victory group. Go through one-to-one. Okay, after the service, someone will approach you to do so. Perhaps you've been invited for the longest time. Hey, bro, koyog dinner na mo. Koyog lunch na mo. Basketball me every Monday. Kasi mga naga-basketball na rin, naga-volleyball. Every Monday. Okay, we see a couple of fans. I haven't joined actually as well on that. The reason why we do all of these things, okay, it's not just because wala mi laing maingon, but because... You know, we, we, because we put value, again, in meeting together. This is why we have victory groups, one-to-ones, these fellowships. Okay? Yes, we grow in our walk with God. We get to learn more about who God is and all of that. We read God's Word. And that should be the center of our gathering, of course. But as we meet with each other, we also encourage one another. We pray for each other. Okay? When you, as we meet together, there are things na pwede mo encourage sa other person. There are things na ma-encourage po ka sa mga kuyog ni mo. Kaya nga, kaya uh, as long as we have our services, we'll always keep on talking about our victory groups, our one-to-ones, our fellowships. We'll always try our best to invite you, okay, to, to, to get you to join these things because these things are important. Ang church service na to, once a week lang may tabo. Church, only once every Sunday, okay? I mean, we have three services, but you get my point. We only have this one, uh, one day of the week. But we have this, you no. Know, meetups, gatherings throughout the week as well. Remember, the church is not just a service. It's not just a building. It is the people. Can you imagine if, you know, a family na makita mo, uh, let's say, uh, once a month lang mo makita. <laughs> That's weird. If, if, if you're a family, right, and this is a spiritual family, this is a church community basically, not just a service, we highly encourage you to, to, uh, to, to meet with one another. And again, one way to do so is for victory groups, one-to-ones, and of course, fellowships as well. Again, take a look at Paul, okay? He had every reason to be intimidated or afraid to preach the gospel in Rome, okay? Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and 9, we see that he was, not, he was not actually a very good speaker, okay? Some say that while his letters were weighty or forceful in person, he's unimpressive. His speaking amounts to nothing though. Some say that. In verse 6, okay, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, he says that I may be indeed untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. So, si Paul, he, he was not like the super Christian. Okay, you might think na, si Paul man na, kaya niya mag-encourage of people. Okay, ako, dili ko makamit with other people to encourage them, Tom. But guess what? Okay, si Paul, even he himself needed encouragement. Okay, si Paul nga, okay, uh, 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 found benefit, okay, brother, or blessing in meeting with other people. And this is why, church, we need to meet with one another. There's no telling how your testimonies, how... Your experiences can also be a blessing and encouragement to other people as well in their faith. So let's meet each other and encourage one another. Now in verse 13 naman, it says here, Paul says, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you. Okay? But thus, uh, thus far have been prevented. In order that I may reap some harvest 
among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. Right? Paul says basically that one of these reasons, his third reason of wanting to go there was to win people to Christ. When it says reap some harvest, it means to basically bring men and women to the knowledge of Christ, right? to win people to Jesus, to, to preach the gospel to them, to, to, to make them hear the gospel and win them to Jesus. It's like in John 15 verse 16, when Jesus told his disciples, or apostles rather, I have chosen you that you, or sorry, ye, okay, this is King James Palagikan, may go and bring forth fruit that your fruit may remain. So he's talking about winning people to Jesus. Paul's intent to travel, therefore, to Rome was not merely recreational, but also missional. Meaning there was intent. Paul, yes, I'll go there. I'll be encouraged. And I also encourage, impart, and strengthen. But he also wants to go to Rome, the city of Rome. Because he knows that if he goes there, okay, it's a, it's a logical place to go if you want to reach the Gentile world. Why? Again, see, Apostle Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. Okay? He's called himself that. He was commissioned okay, by God, by Christ, by Jesus, to go to the Gentiles, to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Now, here's the thing. Roman, if you wish, if you wish, if you wish to re, uh, reach the world at this time, you have to reach Rome. You have to reach the Roman Empire. Rome is situated firstly between Jerusalem and Spain, and a good base to establish for future missionary work in Spain. You see, one of the reasons Paul wrote this letter was, was because he wanted the Christians in Rome to rally together in the gospel and turn this church into like a base, okay, an HQ to send future missionary work westward to, to, to places like Spain and further west so, so world at that time, okay? Another thing, uh, Rome was the hub of the Roman Empire. Remember, it's the capital, okay, of the Roman Empire. Really, it's the center of the world at this time. The leading superpower at this time is Rome. And, and the, at the Rome, the city, it's the center of politics, government. Roman emperors lived there. The Senate lived there. All that elite lived there. If you want to reach the world, you have to reach Rome. So for Paul, it is, this is, it's, it's a no-brainer that you have to be in Rome if you wish to bring the gospel to the Gentile world. If you wish to bring the gospel to the world, you have to go to Rome. Ro the, the Roman Empire, okay, the Romans were also responsible for making more roads, okay, uh, in, in their empire. You have the, that's why that I'm saying that all roads lead to Rome because they extensively built road networks, that it made missionary work all the more possible. Okay? Meaning, it's must easier to travel. Because bus, auto, piece of air, airplane, a boat. In their time, they didn't have those, uh, they didn't have those automobiles, okay? those transportation. They didn't have access. What they is either travel by foot, by ship, or by animal. Okay? Take your pick, donkey, horse, camel. Or cow, so goat, kung goat But the point is, muna ang, 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 ang transportation nila. But through this network of roads that the Romans built, all the more it was easier for a person to travel within the Roman Empire. In other words, again, if you want to reach Ro the world, you need to reach Rome. Which is why Paul was in very much intentional in wanting to go to Rome. It was still all about the gospel. It was still about winning people to Christ. Now, this third reason that Paul mentions, okay, that reaping a harvest, it may seem a bit different from, the, from his past two reasons. Right? Ang first two reasons niyan, let me show the slide there. Verse 11 and 12, it's all about 
meeting together, okay? We'll meet together so I can impart things to you guys so we can encourage one another, okay? Tapok-tapok ta so we can help each other. But his third reason was reap a harvest of souls, okay? Win people to Christ. It may seem parang, uy, parang lahi kayo ng third reason niya, ni Simang Lagi, or it's totally different. But it's, but it's actually not. You see, his third reason to visit Rome is basically in line with the commission that, that, we, that we have to make disciples. What do I mean by this? For the past few minutes, I've talked about emphasizing, okay, the importance of meeting or gathering together as a church, okay? Meaning, make every effort, tapok ta, which is whether it's worship services, fellowship, dula ta, basketball, volleyball, sabana, count over dinner, prayer, uh, pay together in groups, victory groups, one-to-ones. The point is, we should meet with each other, okay? Kuha na, make every effort to do so. Now, also equally important for us to remember and embrace as a church as a church that we have been called to make disciples or commissioned to make disciples. Uh, if, you're, if Paul mismo, okay, when he introduces this letter, he says in Romans 1 verse 1, and I'm going to use the NLT version, he says, uh, this letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. Yes, Paul values meeting together. He longs to meet with them, to, to be mutually encouraged, to impart something to them. But he knows that he is called to, to, be, to go out there and preach the good news, to preach the gospel. Romans 1 verse 11, again, if you remember, impart spiritual gift to strengthen them. Now, most likely, ang spiritual gift niya is, of course, has to do with what he's, uh, uh, what he's doing in his ministry. And what is he doing? Actively doing. What is he passionate about? Preaching the gospel, planting churches. It's all about you know, bringing the gospel to different places. Meaning what he would, what he would have imparted was, was gifts of evangelism and of teaching. Things that are useful for you know, preaching the gospel and making disciples. Again, basically one of the reasons we encourage one another, why we gather together is to help each other be fruitful in preaching the gospel and making disciples. One of the reasons why ano magtapok manta, ano maggather manta, ano we spend time with each other manta is not just to you know pat each other in the back. It's not, it's not just to, to encourage each other. That's important as well. If if some of us are going through something, struggling with something, have encourage, uh, encountering difficulties, storms in our life, you meet with each other to encourage one another, to pray for each other. That's that's important as well. But another reason why we meet with each other again is to encourage each other to be fruitful to help one another to be fruitful, to be effective in preaching the gospel and making disciples. In other words, in other words church, we gather together and we make disciples together. We gather together and make disciples together. Remember, Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus, before he left, he says, he told his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. He didn't say, You'll receive power and then you will gather together. And you just gather together and tapok ramo, tapok ramo. No, they will be witnesses. When you're a witness, you don't just stay hidden. You're not witnessing if kamu lang, but you're, you're telling people who has not heard of what you've experienced. So Jesus told them, you'll be my, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Called to go out there, preach the gospel, make, make disciples. But before they even went there, uh, so in all those places, guess what? In Acts 2 verse 1, before nilakaw sila, says here, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together 
in one place. We gather together and make disciples together. The problem with us church is that oftentimes we have these two extremes. Either we don't value or we don't meet with each other. You can handle it. Okay, just me and Gadra. I don't want to be part of the church. Okay, service ba? We don't gather meeting with each other. Or we get so comfortable with each other that we no longer go out there and start preaching the gospel and make disciples. Gather bitaw together. Strengthen bitaw each other. Okay, encourage None of those two extremes. Yes, we meet with each other, but remember, we are still to go out there. We are, meaning, when we talk about being the church, we are both communal and missional. Okay? Communal meaning, yeah, we do things together. We've learned about, a lot about this last week. Right? We do things together. We do devotions. We grow in our theology together. Okay? We pray together, worship together, but we're also missional. Meaning, we're not content with just us here. Okay, we are how many here today? Mga 100 kapin plus ba? Or almost 200? Di lang kita-kita lang. But diba, after this service, you have Monday to Saturday. As a church, you are to go out there and be missional. Be, be the salt and light. Be witnesses. Okay, be, be Jesus' witnesses, wherever He has called you. Whether it be your campus, your workplace, your families. You, we are called to go out there to make disciples. No wonder... Ang desire ni Paul still in line with, with, our, with, our, with our calling to go out there to make disciples. Now, as, uh, hearing this, some of us may think na, okay, I want to do that, Tom. I want to make disciples, okay? But I want to preach the gospel, pero hadlo ko. I can't do that. Si Paul mana. I mean, diliman ko si Paul. <laughs> Kaya ni Paul, pero what about me? Now, for a lot of us here today, we've had all those express reasons. I'm not mature enough. I've read so many books and all of that. Prayerful who could pray two hours, three hours, and all those things. I'm not that Tom. Guess what? We, we, all of us here today can be passionate, can be radical, can be unashamed in the preaching of the gospel, and can be fruitful in making disciples. As we, uh, before we end, okay, let me just go through quickly. Three important statements ni Paul. Three things that we can learn from him. On, on, uh, so that we can be passionate, excited to go out there and preach the gospel. Firstly, Paul says, I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Okay, Paul says, I am under obligation. The word obligation there means one who owes another, okay, a debtor. Now, Paul obviously is not financially with someone. But there are two ways that you can be in debt to someone. Either first, you ask something, financially, of course, from someone, or someone gives you something, okay, for someone else. Oh, it's like, it's like, nakoy hatag ni Blaze for Kevin. Okay, so until mahatag na niya, ang Kevin, he is indebted, he's indebted to me. And for Paul's case, it was like that. Wala siya financial utang, but for Paul, something was given to him that he ought to give out or give to other people as well. That was his debt. Now, what was his debt? What was entrusted to Paul that was so important that he is under obligation, that he is under debt? His debt, of course, was the gospel. Paul, when he was on his way to, was, was that, when he was on his way to, to imprison more Christians, had an encounter with the risen Christ. And, as he, and after that, after his encounter, he was commissioned to be an apostle to the Gentiles, to preach the gospel. His debt was that he had the gospel. 
Meaning to say, when Paul says, I am under obligation, it means that he has, the, he has this debt. He has to preach the gospel. Bring this to the Greeks, to the barbarians. Greeks basically means Greek-speaking or Greek people a part of the Roman Empire. And barbarians is everyone else. So for all the Gentile people, whether Greeks or barbarians, for him, he has to preach this gospel to them. That's why Ganado siya mag-preach the gospel. Now, quick question for all of us. Who among us here today have been entrusted with the gospel? Because this and you, you've received the gospel. You've heard of the gospel. If you're a Christian, that's, that's you, basically. Well, you, you can say, wala man, wala gospel. <laughs> if you're a believer of Christ, you've been entrusted with the gospel. In other words, this means all of us uh, is, is under obligation. That, that, no, that, may, that, that may seem like an annoying task or chore. No? Murakag, you might feel like, ah, mura manay ka nagisugo kong mama or papa. Dong, pait asin dito dong. Ah, di ko kanahan. But here's the thing. Remember, what is entrusted kang Paul? What, what, unsa man ang debt niya? Not just anything, but the gospel. Good news. Okay? Good news ang nasa iya. Remember, I mean, think about this. If something is entrusted to you, if good news is entrusted to you, if you hear good news, Will you just keep it to yourself? If you know, if you heard na, by wala na COVID, by di nata magmasks, <laughs> wala na. If someone tell you by ni maba ang presyo sa gas, <laughs> most likely some of you, you'll be the first to tweet about it, post about it, tell your friends by but di na kailangan mo palit ng mask. If if you hear awesome news, good news, you would want to tell people about it. Well, guess what? We have the best news. The good news, the gospel. The good news that Christ came into this world, died across for our sins, and because of that, we are able to receive forgiveness of our sins and salvation. That is the good news. You have something with you that is important, life-changing. Which is why in Romans 1.15, Paul says, I am eager to preach. Excited, go. Ready to go, ready go to go there to preach to you. And in Romans 1.16, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Gospel. And I want us to understand this. Um, think about this. If you're an early believer, you're talking to people about Jesus crucified. Now, we, we might not you know, uh, feel that because growing up in the, in the Philippines, for us now, the cross is a religious symbol. Okay? It's something religious for us. When we think about the cross, Jesus. Something holy, I'm think not. But in their time, in their culture, did you know that only the worst of the worst the most worst kind of people in the world are crucified. Okay? Only ang pinaka-criminal, pinaka-lying a person is crucified. In fact, it is shameful. It is really shameful for someone to be crucified. And imagine, you're a believer at this, at this time. You're talking to people. You know what? Let me tell you about you know, Jesus. What happened to Jesus? Guess what? He was crucified. Can you imagine the people that they were talking to? Can you imagine the, 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 the facial expression of people as Paul is preaching this gospel? Talking to people about Jesus crucified. Huh? Bro, nato kaning mga Kristiyano? Oh, ganda yung. Tuos lang Jesus. What was Jesus? Crucified siya. Huh? Crucifixion? Ew. For them, it's, for, for the people at that time, it's something, you know, hideous. It's not appealing. Huh? Crucifixion, someone na crucified. And remember, this is our Lord and Savior that we're talking about, Jesus Christ, crucified on the cross. And yet, Paul's words here were, I am not ashamed of the gospel. 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The word ashamed here means to be disgraced or humiliated. It means na, you know, na, 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 na ulaw ka, na dishonor ka because you put your trust on the wrong thing which you know, betrays you or, or, or will prove you wrong. Or, or, or it's like you're forming alliance with the wrong person. So meaning, sa'yo imong gibuat, sa'yo imong trust. But Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. When Paul says this, he basically means na his confidence in the gospel is not misplaced. Meaning, I am not wrong. I know this gospel. This good news. Wala ko naulaw ani. He's not ashamed of the gospel. And why? Why was he not ashamed? Because on the latter part of Romans 1.16, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Why was he eager to preach? Why did he want to reap a harvest of souls in Rome? Why was he you know, willing to preach with, with that obligation now, for him, it was not a chore. It was not a task. It was not something that tedious or samuk gospel. He was eager, excited, passionate, unashamed, fearless even in preaching the gospel because he knows that it is the power of God for salvation. Meaning to say, church, whenever you preach a gospel, dili siya murag oratory speech it's not like you're making an extemporaneous speech. You're not just speaking words. You're not just making a, uh, an argument as if you're, you're on a debate stage. When you preach the gospel, you're preaching something that has the power to save someone. It's the power of God for salvation. Remember, how is someone birthed again? How does someone, you know, become saved? How does someone become part of the, the household or the family of God? How, how does someone who was once far off now become members of God's family? Through the preaching of the gospel. This message which has the power for, for salvation to everyone who believes. And guess what? The good news here is that it is for everyone. Whether you're a Jewish person or a Greek, barbarian, Gentile, whatever, it has the power to save. So whether it be your classmates, your workmates, your family members, the gospel has the power to save them. Which is why Paul is so radical in his preaching because he's, he, he knows he has something that change the lives of a person. He knows he has something that is so important, so powerful. I am not ashamed of this gospel. And as I end church, I hope and I pray that we too would be unashamed of this good news, of this gospel. And after this service, we will not say na, ah, para nas mga pastor, para nas mga volunteers, para nas mga dugay Christians. But for all of us who have been entrusted with the gospel, we should go out there likewise and preach the gospel. As I end, two things I want us to remember. One, make every effort to meet with each other, to meet with fellow believers, and pray and encourage one another. And secondly, go and preach the gospel. Preach it to those who have never heard of it. Preach it to those who need the gospel. Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you for your word today, for reminding us why 
we ought to make time, make every effort to meet with each other. Lord, perhaps because of the pandemic, Lord God, for the, for the longest time, perhaps we've settled to just, you know, long-distance communication, to not really valuing meeting with each other face-to-face. Perhaps we've been busy uh, this past few days, and one of the, one of the things we've forgotten, we've, neg- we've, we've neglected, is each other, the relationships within this church, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray that we would value each other all the more, that we would make every effort, Lord. Balag risod. Balag kailangan isuksuk sa schedule, Lord. We will make every effort to meet with each other, Lord God. Whether it's to encourage one another, to pray for each other, or to learn from each other as well and be encouraged by other people. Lord, I pray that we would make every effort to do so. And Lord, I even pray for those who are new here or perhaps for those na dugay na dere, pero wala pa kayo connect jud, they don't really know, they don't have friends in the church yet. Lord, I pray that you would lead the right people in their lives. Lord, I pray that they would take that step of faith to connect, to gather, to meet with the church beyond the Sunday ng schedule lang, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for all of us here today, Lord God, that just as Paul was radical, unashamed about the preaching of the gospel, Lord, I pray that likewise, we would be the same. But Lord, we would not settle for excuses or reasons, but Lord, we would, be, we would believe, Lord God, we would step out in faith, we would ask you to use us mightily to preach your gospel to wherever you have called us. Perhaps it is to our workmates, could be our classmates, our family members, our neighbors, our enemies, people na samukan me. Lord, use us to preach the gospel to these people, Lord God. Lord, may we not settle to just, you know, receiving lang. Lord, Lord, encourage me, Lord. Bless me, bless me. But Lord, may we be the ones to go out there and be a blessing to the people around us, starting with preaching the gospel, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that from among these people here today, there will be testimonies, there will be awesome stories, there will be breakthroughs for all of us here today who will step out and preach your gospel, Lord God. Lord, we thank you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let me just give God some class of praise for everyone.